Fate has no mercy. Welcome to our mini episode on the Northman. I almost said the North Woman because that's what I changed my name to on. <laughs> yeah, I am Karen Peterson, and the old Slavic is Lorena <laughs> Friesbrook. I am an old Slavic. That's the thing. Like you know, it's it's fascinating. Yes, yeah, so in watching this movie, I was just like, oh my god, these are all people who look like me. Like in many different ways. I mean, on one side, I've got like, I've got Vikings and on the other side, I've got Slovaks. <laughs> I'm so, so glad that pale blonde people are finally being represented on film. I feel, I feel so seen nice finally. I, blonde yeah. women have just been ignored <laughs> in some <laughs> Well, congratulations. <to> <laughs> Anyway, just a little rundown of what we're doing. Um, Some of you who've been listening to the show for a really long time remember back in the day when Kristen Lopez and I would actually go to movie screenings together. And on the way home, we would do short, you know, like 20 minutes or so, because that was about how long it took for most of the screening rooms back to her house. Um, And we would just do a quick little critique while we were in the car, sort of a reaction. Um, But we're not obviously we're not going to screenings together and and stuff but uh lauren and i thought it could be fun to just do some specific episodes that are about you know movies that are currently in theaters when she gets the chance to see them which is not as often uh as i do (laughs) um and definitely not as early but um so we just wanted to to try that out so hopefully you enjoy this it's not going to be a really long conversation. Lauren will have a longer, um, an actual written review on the website. So you'll be able to look for that this week. But uh, in the meantime, um, we're just going to talk a little bit about some of our general thoughts, go into a little bit about the themes and what we liked, what we didn't like uh, about the the Northmen. That's going to be our first one. So um, I originally saw this I guess the weekend that it came out, which was only, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So it hasn't been that long. Um, I think two weeks ago. I don't know. Time doesn't really have any meaning. 
I well, no. I saw it. I saw it last weekend. I rented it on VOD, so it must have okay. been out for a little while before that. Yeah, I I I think it came out like the last week of April, if memory serves. So that, yeah, not that yeah, long. that sounds right. Okay, so um, why don't you start us off? Because I've kind of talked a little bit about my thoughts already, but why don't you start off with them? Um, with your general, just general impressions of, of the film. Uh, this, this would, should come as, as a surprise to absolutely no one. I briefly mentioned this also on, on the, the podcast last week or this, the, or actually this week, the most recent episode. Um, I, I loved it. And Robert Eggers is now three for three for me, which is very unusual, especially for a contemporary <laughs> filmmaker. Um, male one. Yeah, exactly. A, a white man. Like I look at, I, whenever I see a picture of Robert Eggers, I'm just like, you, you <laughs> like, Fair. okay. All right. You know, do not judge a book by its cover. We know that. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was fantastic. I, it's a very different film for Eggers in a certain sense in that it's, you know, it's much, it's obviously got a higher budget. It's much more expansive. There are battle scenes, um, you know, he's dealing with a much broader cast, a much broader world. But one of the things I really liked about it is that even though this is a very different world from, you know, a, a lighthouse on the coast or a, um, a, a, a Puritan family in New England, uh, there's still that sense of, of individual conflict in the midst of this, you know, massive landscape and this massive cast, right? It's still very much about family and very much about um, faith and and uh, culture and the way that people are enmeshed in their culture. And I, I like the fact that even though this is such a different film in so many ways from The Lighthouse or from The Witch, it's still very much of a piece. You can tell that the same filmmaker made this film. Um, you could tell with some of the thematics that he's dealing with, uh, with some of you know the, the embeddedness within the culture that he's using. It's so well done and it really makes you feel the, it makes you feel the cold and the blood and the mud and also the warmth and the sweat and like all of that. He really gets you into the mindset of these people. Um, and I think that's one of the things he's very good at as a filmmaker, especially when dealing with these cultures and these places that are very foreign to most of us. They're older, they're, they're very distant, but they're also a part, um, for a lot of us, they're a part of our histories and a part of our world uh, generally. And generally uh, uh, not terribly well understood parts of our world too. Very mythic, very... Um, you know, kind of the far distant past, even the lighthouse even feels like the far distant past for, for a different reason in some ways. But yeah, I, I thought it was great. I thought the performances were great. Nicole Kidman, Jesus Christ, like she has a, she has a scene that the entire film turns on. Mm-hmm. And it, that, like I was, I was actually talking to some people about this without that scene, the film doesn't work. And it, it works so well. It is not entirely what I expected. It goes in directions that I honestly did not expect because I was conditioned by the film to think about it in a certain way. And her speech, I was just like, oh, I am, I am terrified. I am horrified. This is, it's fantastic. She is a remarkable. And I, I think everybody is. I think the entire cast does a great job, but she was really a surprise to me. So yeah, that's that's my feelings about the Northman. I loved it. 
Yeah, to uh, just jump on what you were saying with the the culture, one of the things that I think that really does separate Robert Eggers from so many other contemporary filmmakers is his willingness to engage with cultures that are not his own. Um, Not just like as a curiosity, but as like, he really does a great job. He does his homework. He does his research. And he's able to just kind of put us into the middle of, like you said, myth and legend and also real history. All kind of at the same time. Like, maybe this exact story didn't happen this way, but these these types of people really existed. These these towns the or, you know, villages or whatever, these the slavery, the, the pillaging, all of that, that was, it's all real things that like, this is real history and the way that he's able to blend those elements with this sort of supernatural, um, you know, these visions of gods and, um, you know, and, and strange tasks and things. It's, it's just so, it's something that I, wish like this is why I get frustrated watching certain movies because I feel like they try to tell stories without really understanding what they're talking about and with Eggers I feel like he gets it and I hate saying it kind of flippantly like that but like that's 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 my takeaway from him definitely yeah there's there's a depth to the culture and and you see it in in all three of his films so far and again they're very different films but he has a respect for the belief systems i think and an understanding of the belief systems and a desire to understand them like he's not sitting there being like you know these stupid heathens or these stupid puritans or anything like that it's just like it doesn't matter almost whether, you know, and, and this this one I think deals with the concept of the supernatural in a much more fluid way than either one of his, his other films. It doesn't matter whether we in 2022 believe in these things. The people who, who were existing in the film yes. did. They exactly. believe it, right? They believe in these concepts of fate, in these gods, in, um, you know, actually like literally in in the the concepts of of family honor and everything and it embeds you in that culture in a way that is very natural it doesn't feel like it's being forced on you particularly and you understand it and and i think that some of that is because this is a very recognizable story right so you know the whole idea is just like uh you know a prince a king the king is murdered by his brother um, the prince is, is believed dead and the, the brother carries off the mother, right? That's, and the prince promises, I am going to, I'm going to take vengeance yeah. for what was I done to my family. Your father, I will yeah. rescue your mother. Yeah. It's very um, mythic and it's very, yeah. uh, it's very easy to understand. Like it's, it's a story that we've heard told in various mm-hmm. guises from since forever, basically. Yeah, totally. One of the ways, though, just to to go back to the mythology of it, and like you said, the way that he he doesn't judge these people's beliefs, he doesn't belittle them, and he also doesn't fully like like say, oh, this is all true. I think it's fascinating the way there are certain sequences where, for example, Amlis, played by Alexander Skarsgård. Um, who is just fantastic and also looks incredible. I cannot imagine what he had to do to himself to to get in shape for this role. But um, but I think it's so 
interesting how there are certain scenes where he's very definitely having like a vision of some kind. He's like going through the, like there's an early scene where he's a child still and he's with his father and you know, they're doing this kind of ritual and they have this experience, but what's so fascinating about the way Eggers puts it together. And I think why it really works so well is because he'll have this scene where all this, you know, this crazy thing, like for us, it's crazy where these people are engaging with these gods or, 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 you know, what have you. But then that moment will end in such an abrupt way that we're left going like, are we supposed to think that that really happened or not? And it's, it's, I love that because he's not saying this is literal. He's saying like, this was their experience. And for them, this is the experience that they had and this is what they believe. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I think that he also does that with um with the way that different religions and different belief systems interact in the film. Yeah. Uh and I, I really like there's a scene between Amleth and Olga, played by um Anya Taylor Joy. Uh and and he's asking her, you know, well, what does your you know, here's, here's what, you know, I've been told about my fate, et cetera. Here's what I have to do. What do your earth gods say? And so there, there is this fluidity, I think, of belief that he's, that is being represented there, that each culture that is kind of interacting, and these are very old cultures, these are very old belief systems, right? Um, each culture that is interacting within this film, there isn't this sensation of just like you're, I'm right and you're wrong. It's more like this is, these are your gods and these are my gods. Well, what are yeah. your gods saying about this? You know, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's also a wonderful moment, and I just, I, it's one of the few moments of humor in the entire film, <laughs> but it's where a, a number of people have been. Uh, uh, dismembered right and reconstructed in a horrible way (laughs) and there's this whole thing that that they the um the the norse people begin freaking out about the christians and just like well their god is a man nailed to a cross (laughs) and they worship this kind of thing of course it's them and i and watching that i was just like fair you know like yeah like looking, looking at you've got all of these different cultures intermingling. It's just like, well, yeah, they they worship a guy who nailed to a cross. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, of course, they're barbaric. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, that's something that I talk about a lot with people. You know, when it when we talk about contemporary religions and and like, I'll have people say like, oh, well, this church is weird or what they believe is weird. And it's like, well, sure, everything is weird when it's not your belief and it's out of context, you know, and so, but. Um, yeah, but but I, I like that it shows, the film shows all that interaction and there mm-hmm. isn't that, like you say, there isn't that sensation of judgment. It's not that this is true, this isn't true. This is what people believe and this is how people experience the world exactly. because of their beliefs. And this is just their reality. So, you know, take it or leave it. And if you want to believe that his visions are real to him, um, whether or not the film is presupposing the existence of gods or goddesses or the supernatural, et cetera, doesn't really matter. It's just like this, it's true because they believe it's true. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I want to go back now to uh, Nicole Kidman. And (laughs) we're, we're trying really hard not to spoil this, but yeah, I... That scene that you're referencing is such a pivotal moment. And it's one of the, I mean, I 
I haven't seen a, a a performance that was as like captivating to me or like as meaningful that was so short because she's not in a yeah. lot of the movie. But yeah. what she's what she manages to do, it's not just the character, it's not just the way it's written, but it's the way she delivers that speech that just really is so powerful and it's just like oh my gosh and like you say it completely changes the entire movie from there on out you're watching a totally different movie than you had been watching before that moment and it's it's so great and and that's yeah that's what i think is so good about this is is that like i say it, it embeds you so deeply into the culture that you're buying what the film is selling you and what the story, what you think the story is supposed to be. And then that scene, like like I say, without it, it, the film doesn't work and the film doesn't do what it needs to do. It's so good. And, and it turns things around so quickly. And it also opens up that what the film's, I think main argument is, which is about fate and about these kinds of belief systems and, and breaking that circle and choices that Amleth has. Um, and that he can decide to to go in one direction or another. Um, it it also, I think, kind of gives the lie both to some of the you know some of the people who are very stupidly being like, well, this, this must be a white supremacist film because it's about Vikings. Um, and yeah. also, any idea that like you know Eggers has been so far a very feminist filmmaker, and I think that this film reinforces that. But it does it in such a powerful way. And it doesn't do it immediately. It's not like we are we enter into it immediately. We're just like, oh, that's what this is actually about. That's what this story is actually about. This this is it's about toxic masculinity and it's about those circles of trauma and violence and the things that these kinds of cultures impose on you mm-hmm. and the ability to escape from them. Yeah. Um, that 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 is that's an option. And it might not be an option that you take, but it is, it, it's there, right? You can break, break through that, that traumatic circle. And, and I think that the combination of, of Nicole Kidman's performance and then also um, Anya Taylor-Joy's character, yeah. you know, gives a different valence to the entire film. Yeah, definitely. I did kind of feel like um, I would like to have seen a little bit more exploration um, I'm trying to think how to say this so that you know what I'm talking about without getting into details. But um, like, I wish that it had gone a little bit deeper into uh, Nicole's, I can't think of her character name, but her experience and her reason for certain choices. Um, But also when you, when you look at the whole, the whole film, this really, I, I totally agree with you. I think that the women in this and 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 what happens and and the choices that they make and the the things that they do and don't do really are important. And and I would like I said I would like to have seen more, but also there is the fact that this is Amleth's story. This is his experience. Um, we get all the information that we need. I just on a on a selfish you know personal level, I would have liked to have just had some time with him to actually sit with some of what he learns instead of yeah. just, you know, carrying out his, continue on with his plan, I guess. Well, I, I, I think that it upends 
his understanding of the world. And his his reaction to that is to disbelieve it. Right. Um, is just to be like... Which totally or, makes sense. Or to wedge it into... And I don't think... Uh, Gudrun is is the Nicole Kidman character's name. I, okay. I don't think that she is necessarily this positive figure, right? She's, nope. trapped, she's trapped within the cycle as well. Right. Um, and she's a part of it as well. She is also victimized by it in a lot of different ways. And, and that, that's, that's part... that's actually the point, yeah. Yeah, and but and she can't escape from it any more than Amleth can, any more than his father could, any more than you know anyone can. The only person who can really escape from it in in any in any real sense is is Olga because she is not a part of this culture to begin with. She's forced into it, right. but this is not her world, and she very deliberately and very um, forcefully refuses to participate in the cycle as it exists. Um, and, and that's, that's really important too, but it is that, yeah, I, I agree. I think it would have been interesting to get a little bit more of Gudrun's story, but I, it's one of, it's actually one of those films that I want to go back and watch a second time, knowing some of the things that happen later on, because I think that, you know, the way that we watch maybe some of the earlier scenes would be affected by knowing certain things that happen within oh, the film yeah. and because we because like you say we're saying we're seeing everything from Amleth's perspective and we're understanding everything from his perspective and it's very cut and dry to him partially because he's a child when it happens right. um, and also because of all of these different belief systems that he exists within and then things become a lot more complicated as the film goes on and it stops being so cut and dry and you realize that the story that you thought was being told the story that he thought he was living isn't that story anymore right yeah exactly i just i couldn't help wondering how some of his later actions might have been different if he had maybe talked to olga about about all this (laughs) which of course culturally that's not really (laughs) yeah <laughs> know, that's not really his thing he's not really a talker <laughs> he had shared some of that like well this is what this is what she just told me like if Volga would have maybe tried to help him understand things a little differently I don't know well I think that probably Olga would have understood more uh what 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 was actually happening um but but again I think that it makes sense for the characters that he doesn't do that yeah that you know because because it destroys it destroys most it destroys the entire pursuit of his life which yes. you know is, is one of the arguments against as, as always says don't promise vengeance and spend your entire life trying to seek out vengeance <laughs> because at some point it's going to be a bad thing for you exactly. um and 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 yeah that's part of it and that but again that's the those moments when he does have a choice and Harley's line Vengeance rarely brings the catharsis we hope it will. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. You know, I mean, everything from one of the things that I I like about this particular film versus something like Hamlet or Oedipus, which, you know, the, the stories of the prince taking vengeance for the murder of his father, things like that, um, is that it's really Amleth's belief that he is trapped by his fate. It is not the reality that he is trapped by his fate. He yes. can choose to break that. We're in, we're in places where Oedipus and Hamlet in a lot of ways can't. Right. Um, yes. You yes. know, Oedipus is in the structure of the play. He has to do what he does. That's mm-hmm. his tragedy. 
Amleth's tragedy is that he ultimately chooses to do what he does. Um, And and, and that he feels like he's being told he needs to that, that he has to he's yeah given opportunity yeah but when he's given opportunities to change his mind or change course he doesn't take them because like mm-hmm. you say he's he's been you know he's been driving toward this since he was a child yeah and and his his entire belief structure drives him toward it as well he he's just like well the fates I'm fated to do this. I have to do this. And Olga's basically, at one point, Olga's basically like, no, you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't actually. Exactly. Like, in fact, I'd prefer if you didn't. <laughs> but just like but a man. I, <laughs> yep, exactly. But I think one of the things, and we're going to wrap this up pretty quick here. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think one of the, the things that makes the ending feel correct and right is the fact that we get to know so much more of the story and he knows the whole story too even if he chooses not to accept it um or to you know really think about it much uh he does definitely doesn't let it change his mind but um but we know and we understand so when we get to the ending it feels like well yeah i mean that really shouldn't have like not only could it not have gone another way it really shouldn't have gone another way yeah i i I think that the film asks us to understand the the circular nature of what we're watching and and also the again i'm trying really hard not to spoil what actually happens um but but the the choices that olga also makes and the the way that her character ends the film i think give us this idea that that even though the cycle for Amleth is not broken, there is an there's something else happening in the world, that there is the ability to break the cycle. Exactly. Um and 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 it's and it's we're left with the understanding that it it will be broken. Yeah, yeah, that that he can be both. And that's actually I think what he says to her, I choose both. Yeah. Um and, and and that's many many generations later lauren humphrey's <laughs> i do like i said <laughs> olga as as a as a, i'm a slovak woman um olga definitely like reinforced a few things for me and i was just like <laughs> i i accept this <laughs> nice <laughs> okay do you have any other final things that you wanted to to mention or talk about really quick no i i just really encourage people to watch this it is very violent and and bloody but actually i think that violent and bloody i think that it goes i expected actually yeah i think that it goes far enough without without ever going too far i I, with some of the the critical responses to it i was expecting it to be a lot nastier in a lot of ways than it is and it never goes than bloody yeah, it never really goes over the top. It's a lot of suffering. Like there are t- there are definitely times where I'm like, how is this man still alive? Like he's been like he's been in everything. It's just like well, he's a tough nurseman, you know. <laughs> um, but but it's it, my it, Viking blood there. Yeah, but it it really is a a fantastic film. And like I say, I think it's another time for Eggers. I I'm waiting for him to disappoint me, honestly. <laughs> And that's how I feel about Taika. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm waiting for him to probably, disappoint me too. Yeah. yeah, 
See, exactly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to rewatch The Witch this week. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing. Like, I mean, like I said the other day on our regular podcast, too, which is available on everywhere podcasts are. But um, it's not that I don't like Robert Eggers, and I definitely think that he's a very talented filmmaker. I just haven't really connected with his works my, myself personally but I definitely appreciate the artistry of them mm-hmm. the first one that I really felt like wow okay yeah I totally am on board with this movie is The Northman but that being said I also watched The Witch at a very different time in my life because it came out several years ago mm-hmm. and I was surrounded by some haters and it makes it easy when you're not fully engaged with something and you're surrounded by a bunch of naysayers. It's really easy to just go, okay, yeah, I agree. I just, it's just not my thing. So having had some time to sit with it, read more like analytical pieces about it and stuff, I'm sure that rewatching it now with a much different point of view will be a very rewarding experience. I, I think that it will, and I, I do have to say the the Northman is way is much more accessible than either The Witch or The Lighthouse. Like like I say, it's in term just in terms of language, in terms of the the way that the story is structured, all of that. It's it's much easier to understand and to follow, and and that's I'm not like saying that to knock it or anything like that. Being like no, no. you know, it, it's it's just it's a more mainstream film in a lot of ways, and um, and what I like about it as well is that he does he makes a more mainstream film, but at the same time is still working with all these really interesting themes and cultural elements and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yep, it's great stuff. Great film, available on VOD. So rent it yes. this week and and check it out. Yes, very worth it. And then go back and listen to this again and try to figure out the spoilers that we were not spoiling. <laughs> <laughs> that one scene, you know that scene. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, okay. So that's gonna that's gonna wrap up this um, mini episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. We're going to have some more coming your way very, very soon. So uh, watch for those on all of our regular podcast channels. Um, And yeah. And for more of the show, you can find us on the social medias. We're on Twitter and Instagram at, at, that's me, uh, (laughs) at Citizen Dame Pod. And we are on Letterboxd at Citizen Dame. And be sure to check out our website too citizendamepod.com we do have a lot of other written reviews of stuff sometimes we will do both written and a recorded episode sometimes we'll just do written so yeah there you go um and i think that's it yes indeed bye bye did you find it what you lost in the house today, was it there? That. And more. It's a nightmare. Then you must wake up. <laughs>